Recently, I came across an intriguing call for sound artworks as part of a virtual reality exhibition. The theme was decomposition, and I was fascinated to see that the call was grounded in ecology. So the text ran, Decomposition is a part of the natural ecosystem. It's an essential process that involves time, death, decay, and breaking down. You can get an idea of what decomposition sounds like from this recording that I made in my compost bin. So here you can hear all sorts of small invertebrates busy comminuting the organic material that I've thrown in there. But the sound art call didn't stop there. It also asked the question, what does decomposition mean in a digitalized environment or cyberspace where there's no physicality, no passing time or any organic substances? So put another way, the exhibition said that it would explore the differences and crossovers between what we understand as decomposition and its properties and meanings in the post-digital era. One of the things that struck me about this text was its focus on, if you like, the negative aspects of decomposition. In other words, this emphasis on death, decay and breaking down. But in real-world ecosystems, decomposition is not an end point. Instead, it's part of a cycle. So it's the way in which ecosystems recycle the materials and energy to make them available for new growth. So although we might associate decomposition with death and decay, in fact, it's also the beginning of new life. I started to wonder how you might explore this using digital technologies. 
had recently been going through my archive of old studio recordings, which now date back several decades. While doing this, I was appalled to discover that some of those approaches that we were told would be a great way of storing sound indefinitely hadn't been very effective at all. For example, about 20 years ago, I archived a whole load of recordings on digital audio tape, or DAT tape. When I played these back, I found that quite a few of the recordings had degraded, often in quite interesting and glitchy ways. So here's an example of one of those recordings. It's a radio piece that I put together about 20 years ago, and it focuses on acoustic ecology. And as you can hear, it's degraded really quite badly. I'm going to read from An Introduction to Acoustic Ecology by Kendall Wrightson. The philosopher underpinning acoustic ecology is simple yet profound. Its author, R. Murray Schaefer, suggests that we try to hear the acoustic environment as a musical composition, and further, that we own responsibility for its composition. Schaefer's terminology helps to express the idea that the sound of a particular locality will express a community's identity to the extent that settlements can be recognised and characterised by their soundscapes. Unfortunately, since the Industrial Revolution, an ever-increasing number of unique soundscapes have disappeared completely or submerged into the cloud of homogenised anonymous noise that is the contemporary city soundscape, with its ubiquitous keynote, traffic. In the developed world, the opportunity to experience natural sounds decreases with each generation due to the destruction of natural habitats. Sound becomes something that the individual tries to block rather than to hear. The lo-fi, low-information soundscape has nothing to offer. As a result, many individuals try to shut it out through the use of double glazing or The sounds you are listening to now were recorded at the centre of the village.
Instead of being sad that I'd lost these recordings from 20 years ago, I thought, well, perhaps there's a way of using that ecological metaphor of recycling. Might I be able to create something new from these degraded sound files? One of the wonderful things about digital technologies is that they can be used to transform sounds really profoundly. So the rest of this programme is devoted to a suite of short, improvised pieces that I produced using this approach. Each of them was completely derived from just one short clicky or scratchy sound from those degraded tapes. My intention here was to try and find out whether it's possible to produce something interesting, even beautiful, to listen to just from a tiny degraded sound file. Perhaps a little metaphor for the process of ecological recovery. I've interspersed these recordings with some facts about decomposition provided by my virtual assistant, Laurie. One, decomposition is a process through which dead organic substances are broken down into simpler organic or inorganic matter, such as carbon dioxide, water, sugars, and mineral salts. Thank you. 
2. The decomposition process is part of the nutrient cycle and is essential for recycling the matter that comprises the biosphere. The materials provided by decomposition are used by organisms to build their bodies.
3. Decomposition and decay form two halves of the whole that is the closed-loop cycle of natural ecosystems. Without decomposition, the world would overflow with plant and animal remains. It would also experience a decline in new growth, due to a shortage of nutrients.
wide range of organisms takes part in the decomposition process. These include insects such as beetles and flies, and other invertebrates such as wood lice and earthworms. Other key decomposers include fungi and bacteria. Most of these organisms are inconspicuous and work out of our sight.
5. Plant material is mostly decomposed by fungi and bacteria. Dead animals are decomposed by other animals including carrion feeders such as foxes, badgers and vultures, and invertebrates such as blowflies and beetles. It can take many years for the decomposition process to be completed.
6. In the oceans, a range of animals are involved in decomposition, ranging from large sharks to microscopic bacteria. Detritus from decomposing organisms falls as marine snow. Once incorporated in ocean sediments, it can take many millennia for nutrients to be recycled.
7. Decomposition is a critical process in the creation of soil. As litter decomposes, microorganisms become associated with the decaying litter creating a substrate microbe complex. The microorganisms decay the litter in order to gain carbon, nutrients and energy for growth and reproduction.
8. If decomposition did not occur, the nitrogen in dead organic matter would remain locked up in the soil. Plant growth would decrease over time as the nitrogen the plants took from the soil was not replaced. This would be a catastrophe, because plant growth supplies all of our food.
9. Carbon is the physical basis of all life on Earth. After death of an organism, decomposition releases carbon into the air, soil and water. Living things capture this liberated carbon to build new life. Decomposition contributes over 90% of carbon released each year.
10. Decomposition is vital for the functioning of ecosystems. It provides essential nutrients for the growth of new organisms. It is a key aspect of the cyclical processes that maintain all life on Earth. A renewed appreciation of its importance will help humans to protect and sustain ecosystems. Thank <laughs> you. 